Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Frustrating to say the least. Bucks lose in Boston. 129-112 was the score the other night at home. Tonight, it was a little bit closer at 116-105, but you were expecting the Bucks to be able to run away after you outscore the team like you did by 15 in the first quarter, and a totally different Boston Celtics team comes out at TD Garden in the second half and initiates a completely different game plan. They double Giannis the rest of the night and the entire second half was a tale of two halves to take a cliche to a whole new level. What's going on, everybody? I'm Bill Baby Tow Schmidt. Appreciate you hanging out. Bucks lose 116, 105, the final at TD Garden in Boston. These two teams do not like each other, and I love it. I love it. Bring some disdain back in here. Marcus Smart and Giannis will not be going out and hanging out on Rodeo Drive anytime soon. They will not be going out and and taking some pictures after hitting the courtyard in Brooklyn. These guys are not going to go and party with each other, hanging out after the playoffs, maybe even during the playoffs. You're not going to hear or see any gentle high fives between these two. These teams do not like each other, and this is the initiation of another set into a very good rivalry that is flourishing in the NBA. Bucks and Celtics, these two teams have met in back-to-back years in the playoffs. Bucks getting bounced in seven in the first round two years ago, obviously beating the Celtics in the second round last year in five and winning the final four. After Boston takes game one at Pfizer Forum, you have their own Paul Pierce saying that the series is over and they were feeling themselves in that same vein. It was a clash tonight in Boston, and I already can't wait for the rematch. I I already can't wait for these two teams to play each other again because into that fourth quarter, early parts of the fourth quarter, and let's call it what it was, it was not pretty for the Bucs in that part of the game. It was gross. One point they were two of 18 from three in the second half. I mean, I don't know what exactly they closed with, maybe five threes made in the second half because Middleton knocked down a few. Chris Middleton leads you in scoring with 26 tonight. Giannis, they made it very hard on him to do anything in the second half. That being said, the MVP stat line, 22-14-5. and But the double team on Giannis had him flustered, to say the least. And they were in the midst of being boat raced out of the gym, a 30-point turnaround at one point. You lose it by 16 or by 11. That was the largest lead uh, that I had tracked for the for the Celtics. Bucks led by 19 at multiple points in tonight's game. All those in the first half when the Celtics couldn't get out of the gates starting out at all. But Jason Tatum, electric. Kemba Walker, 32 Only 4 of 11 from downtown. It felt like he hit 14. The step backs in the fourth quarter from Kemba Walker 
were showcased why they paid him the kind of money they did to take over for Kyrie Irving as the number one guy on that team. I had Boston as the team that I thought was going to face the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit prisoner of the moment, thinking the understanding the Bucks had such a strong year last year, and, and I know how tough that is to repeat. I fully expect them to do so. I believe this Bucks team is as good as anybody. I think they can beat anybody in the East. But when you shoot two of eighteen from downtown and are showcasing and and telling people, we're gonna let it fly, man. Hey, we're gonna keep shooting from out there. We're going to keep firing. Then these are going to be some of the nights that you got to deal with. And again tonight shows that there is at points nobody that can take down, slow down the basketball, and go get a bucket. George Hill's that dude. But how long can George Hill, how, how much and how often can you ride George Hill? I mean, 20 minutes tonight is a good run. 34 minutes apiece for Middleton and Giannis, 26-22. Middleton by far plays his best game of the year. Good to see him finally get off. But to the pace that you had to play in that second half, Bucks didn't have the running mate for Giannis like you were hoping, so they they got some open shots, but there's only there's a reason why Giannis only had five assists, had plenty of opportunities in that second half, just could not execute. And maybe there was a lid on that part of the basket the entire night because when Boston was going there in the first half, they were getting run out of the gym too. Bucks lead by 16 at half. They lose it by 11. Second half, frustrating to say the least. It's 414-799-1250 live at 1057fmthefan.com. Wendy's Fresh Never Frozen Inbox. You can also tweet me at Bill Schmidt Radio or at 1057fmthefan.com. Big and Safe Probes post-game show is and always has been the longest-running Bucks post-game show in the city, interactive post-game show in the city. That means we get right out to the reaction on a tough night like this. Justin in North Carolina, good hearing from you the first time in 2019-2020, man. You're on the fan. Man, this has to be the most frustrating loss. Just, I'm not even talking about the fact that the lid was on the basket, which was totally evident. I mean, from the Bucks, they couldn't buy a bucket like you mentioned. But just the lack of defensive effort. You saw a lot of guys standing around watching Jason Tatum get his mojo going in the second half, watching Kimba getting going. I mean, I just felt like we really moved the ball. Bledsoe, where, where was Bledsoe at the entire second half? He uh, had a good defense. On a milk half. carton. Exactly. Again, like they're calling him Drew Bledsoe again, basically, right? It felt like he was back in that day two years ago. I was just really – I was surprised to see Giannis get that tech at the end of the half. Man, I, I really felt like – I don't know, man. It's like you said, man. It's a rivalry. It's a lot of hatred. I, I feel like Marcus Smart is a little bit dirty, and it's a, he's a, a bit annoying at times. And I, I just feel like oh, he's a nuisance, Justin. He, he's an absolute nuisance. But if he was on my team, I'd love it. Absolutely, you would. I mean, it's kind of like maybe Robin is on our team, right? For sure. We just, yep. We we got to find a way to have these guys step up, man. Like, I mean, I know we're only four games in, so you know, no one's jumping off the bridges or anything like that. But it's just it's bad. These are two teams that are. When you, when you come out and you play mediocre like this in the second half, they did it against Miami, they did it against Boston, you're going to be beaten by mediocre teams. And I'm going to call Boston a mediocre team because that team without Jalen Brown shouldn't be within 10 points of the Bucks. And we proved it in the first half, but you got to consistently put two halves together. You let that guy, what's his name, Tice, Trice, whatever the yeah. big guy is, he played a career game. Like, that's ridiculous. You're letting guys that we have guys that are superior to them dominate us. There's no reason why Brooke Lopez lets that guy down. you got a 6'6 guy down on the block. The ball should be down low to Giannis or Brooke every time and swing it out for the wide, even more open. Well, shot. and that's what they took. That's what that's exactly how they took advantage of Houston once Giannis fouls out with the last five minutes in Game One. Was understand where the mismatch is. You played ball long enough, Justin. You're yelling "baby" in the paint when you see a guy six seven going up against a seven footer. Give him the rock. Mouse in the house all day. Mouse yeah. in the house all day. Put him in the basket, man. But. You know, we'll rebound. We got uh, another team we should beat Friday. So, it's just a patience, man. It's going to be some time, you know. Maybe it's missing Brogdon. I don't know. But we just need someone to step up. Well, I think Wes can do a little bit better as far as getting that bucket that you were mentioning. We just need someone to do it, though. You're absolutely right on that, bro. But it's coming, man. It's just a work in progress. And uh, maybe I'll try to get down here to one of these games in Atlanta or something coming up soon, man, because it's just – 
just frustrating night, though, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to listen, man, and hopefully you're going to make me feel better so I can watch Sports Center at the end of the night, bro. Appreciate it, Justin. I'm going to try, man. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to try. 414-799-1250. Tim Allen's going to help me at some point. He's going to help us on Friday. I'm going to be with the Milwaukee Admirals this weekend. Tim Allen's going to help me out uh, this weekend. He's going to. I think Tim might have to make me feel better. He usually does. Usually his smiling face can make me feel a little bit better. He also has a little bit of a calming influence. Mitch Ross has been in here for a long time. He knows the kind of calming influence Tim Allen can be at times like this oh, sometimes, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very Tim, calm. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's ever been more calm than <laughs> Tim Allen. You have a night, though, where... Once again, sometimes the emotions can get the best of a team. Even some of the best basketball teams, some of the best football teams, best, best baseball teams can get swept up in, in the emotion and the momentum. The momentum was so clearly on the Boston side at about a minute and a half to go in the third. Tracking this from the 709 mark of the third. To when there was seven minutes left in the fourth. So about a full quarter of game. Give or take 30 seconds. The Bucks were outscored 37 to 11. In the notes here. I'm, I'm not going to paint you with a full game recap. But I'll run through a couple here. This in the third quarter. Boston on a 14-6 run, playing well out of the break. Bucks able to contain for a little while after a delay technical on the Bucks. Brooke Lopez kicking the basketball. Boston goes on a 14-6 run and closes the Bucks' lead that at half once again was 16 points to a seven-point game, 71-64. Boston continuing to play hard out of the timeout. Rattle off that 14-6 run. Just tack it on with another 14-5 to run. And that's how they get their first lead of the game. Off a three from Tatum made it 77-76. Or first lead since it was like 4-2. They outscored the Bucks by 20 in the third. Tatum with another triple right in the face of George Hill. That closed out the third quarter on a 17-5 to run from Boston. All the momentum in the TD Garden with the, with the Celtics. And it was a madhouse in that place. Marcus Smart, out of his mind, he shot 5 of 11 from downtown tonight. Finishes with 19 points. And then still, Bucks are within 5. At one point there, with about 8.5 minutes left in the 3rd, or in the 4th, Bledsoe misses 2 free throws. Bucks 9 of 17 from the charity stripe at that time. Then Boston really stretches it out. Another 8-0 run, and it capped off with a Tatum slam at 91-80. You were knowing that it was going to be a major uphill battle at that point. Kemba Walker just white hot. Marcus Johnson on the call at Fox Sports Wisconsin, if you're watching there, called it an uh-oh three. Yeah, I called it a dagger three. That was 101-90, and Kemba Walker kind of called game at that point. He had 32 tonight. And showcased, from what I had said and kind of got laughed at earlier on in the season when we made our predictions, I think these two teams are going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think both of them are that good. I think Kemba Walker, the addition that he is to Boston, maybe he's not the individual scorer that Kyrie Irving is. That dude is a leader. That dude is a player. And at points in the game where he can sense blood, he can pounce on it. He did it in college, did it in high school. He's been a bona fide winner, and he was stuck in Charlotte. So I'm excited to see him with a good team and a good coach. I'm just not excited when they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. In Arizona, listen on the radio.com app is Corey. Corey, you're on the Pick and Save Pros postgame show. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, sir? Good, Corey. Hey, look, I heard a gentleman on the morning show that said the Bucks need to get tough. That was a perfect example of it right there, man. I think they look at Giannis as he's soft, man. I didn't mean for him to get up and, and punch his chest out or nothing like that. But come on, man. You got to show some toughness after that, man. He got shoved down a few different times, and he got popped down a few different times. The one thing that I was happy is to see him not lose his emotion and know that he can't get thrown out of the game. But, Corey, that- I think that's where that's where sometimes we get the we get the conversations of this team needs – what Oakley was to the Knicks back in the day was 
a, a dude that's going to be a general, a little bit of an admiral, step up and, and be a little bit mean, a little bit nasty, and step in for your MVP. And I totally agree with that. But going down that roster, who is it going to be, the, the, the younger Brooks brother? That's who I would expect. I would expect that's why Robin Lopez is here. I mean, he's going to be a little bit more of a low post guy. But when you have Robin Lopez in the game, he's going to use all six fouls for the most part. And that's that's very, very good. Hey, man, I listen to you guys. I live out here in Arizona, man. I'm from Milwaukee, man. And they ain't going to call us soft, man. These cats need to toughen up, man. When I heard that gentleman on your show this morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the game, and then I'm going to call in and say either or. But, yeah, to Tonight, I just saw soft. I know they was missing some shots, and then that's another thing. And can the man please make some free throws? Were they – did he practice this summer, this off-summer? If he did, it doesn't show, man. I, I think it's in his head, man. you got to make them shots. His shots hit the lip of the rim or he airballs, man. But, hey, I appreciate y'all, man. I listen to y'all every morning going to work, man, and take care, man, and keep giving out the good information. Go Pack, go Bucks, go Brewers. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it, man. Listen out in Arizona on the radio.com app. The free throw shooting, Mayor Mitch and I were talking about it. I was frustrated as heck. But Jim Paschke, Marcus Johnson, both saying exactly what Corey was just saying. Seems like it's in his head, right? He misses those two. He airballs both in the second quarter. Then gets the call after the Bucks force the 24-second violation. They get the last possession. He gets the call with one second left on the sh- shot from 35 feet away, 40 feet away. I believe that was on Smart, too. But Stevens challenges. They uphold the call. Giannis gets three, makes all three. The guy can make them. But the inconsistency from the line, I mean, that is brutal. 62.5% tonight for an NBA team. I mean, I get you're going to miss some, but... 62% is unacceptable. I'll say that. I'll borrow a line from, from anybody. That's a, that's a little bit unacceptable. I can't put a positive spin on that. And trust me, guys, I don't want to. I had the over tonight. Mike's in Greenfield. He's up on the fan before timeout. Hey, Mike. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, been better, Mike. Been better. Yeah. Um, well, remember, you wanted this job, right? I did. Very badly. Very badly I wanted this job. I was glad I got it. Fought for it. Yeah, they said uh, last year the Bucks were seven and zero going out of the gates. I think um, maybe they're reading their press clippings, and they've got you know they've got to bring it every night. They they forgot they got to fight every night. I think Coach Bud, I still got confidence in him. I think he'll do what Council did to the Brewers and almost made it uh, deep into the playoffs. Uh, I like him as a coach, but th- they gotta <laughs> they gotta fight a little bit. I mean. Uh, anyhow, it's frustrating, but uh, and, and uh, I had to turn the game off at one point. Uh, Getting a little too mad? Uh, yeah, well, just frustrated, you know. Mm-hmm. These guys are, you know, someone's got to figure out, hey, we're not making the jump shots. We're not making three-pointers. Why don't we take a layup? Why don't we do something like that? Nobody, nobody is doing it. That's what's frustrating. Um, hopefully they'll uh, they'll get this lackadaisical stretches out of them because lose to Miami and lose tonight, that was pretty sad. Uh, so uh, hopefully you won't have too many nights like this. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks, man. 414-799-1250. He drops off, opens up a line for you. Trails on the north side. I lied. One more before a timeout. Hey, T. Hey, what's going on, man? Been better, man. That ice-cold shooting was frustrating. Yeah. Come on, man. It's early, but this different team. Uh, you can see the, they're missing the consistency of Malcolm Brogdon from last year. Uh, ain't found nobody who's going to be uh, uh, the second other consistent player besides Giannis. Um, and they're having a hard time closing games out. They they get big leagues and they, they release them. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, and this, this may be a, an unpopular sentiment. But um, the Bucks should make a trade to get Chris Paul in here, man. You you and, think um, that you think that's the the solution that they need? Absolutely. You can't depend on Bledsoe 
I, I've been saying that the last couple of years, especially mm-hmm. because it's been it's been glaring in the postseason. But it, it, it's pretty much the same thing in the regular season now. It's like you you can't you can't rely on him. We need a, a general, someone out there who can who can take the pulse of the team, who, who can take hold. That Giannis takes some pressure off Giannis at times and set Giannis up more instead of him having to always create for himself. Um, I think the only thing that I would be concerned about in the Chris Paul trade would be if he were to get injured, um, you know, at a at – Yeah, a, that's for sure. where we need him. That's about it. They can work out the money, the money that mm-hmm. contract is – but it's ways you can work with that with your roster. But uh, Chris Paul, Ryan Giannis would be the best player that he's played with his whole career. Uh, absolutely would give him opportunity to win him a championship, something he's never done before. So um, I say, man, let's go and do it. He, he, the guy that uh, recent report reported that he, he wants to play with Yanni. He wants to for sure. Victor Milwaukee as the team that he would like to play with. And I say, let's go do it, man. Let's let's find a way to get him in there, and um, let's go and try to get to the finals, man. Because it's not just winning as a team. We got a guy on our team who who got a big decision this summer, and I don't want any setbacks from this season. Appreciate the call, Trell. So. We'll get into that next. Um, we, we were going to talk about it a little bit on the Wendy's Big Show. We all kind of poo-pooed it right away. But there is a feeling of exactly how Trell's feeling for me about the Chris Paul deal. Like, hey, man, he could be the best player that Giannis has played with. I just don't know how the style fits up. I just don't know how the pace of play works. Um, and I know you can work with that. I know you can supplement that. But Chris Paul's days of running and gunning, those things are over. And this team tonight, I think, showcased perfectly in the second half. They need to get out and transition because it's going to open up a lot for Giannis to move. Because if you get into that slow half-court game, there's a reason why they were like third in the league in pace last year. Because they need to get out and move to open up the floor for Giannis. Because you saw again tonight, they locked that double team on him. And you're not hitting the shots from the outside. It's going to be a long, long night for the guys in green. Pick and save probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby. South Shore roll through a couple of highlights. Yes, there are still some highlights in a game where you lose the way the Bucks did tonight. They lose by 11. They led as much by as 19. Yeah, 19 to 11. You can do that math. That's that's a 30-point swing. Bucks led by 16 at half. They lose it by 11. We're talking about it with you at 414-799-1250 on the fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show on the Fan. Bucks lose 116-105. They led by as many as 19, led by 16 at recess. And can't close out once again. Tale of two halves. Tell me if you've heard that story before. Feels very, very similar to the game they played against Miami. Now, two different opponents, because I don't expect to see Miami towards the end of this thing. But I think the Bucs and Celtics are on a collision course to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. Philadelphia, I think they got some their own problems. I think Boston's only going to get better. And you saw tonight, they didn't have Jalen Brown, and they were able to beat the team that had 60 wins last year. Sometimes the the game is just going to take you out of whack. And tonight, that for sure did happen in the second half. Bucks uh, get boat raced out. At one point, it was a 37-11 to 11 run across about 12 minutes of game time. Bucks and Celtics tonight on ESPN. Uh, I to- told everybody I needed to feel better, so we got Tim Allen in here. Tim, appreciate yeah. it, man. No, no problem. Hey, uh, did, did you notice who was the referee on the court tonight? 
our buddy uh, Mark Davis. Yeah, you Isn't don't that you don't something? you don't like Mark Davis, do you? No, and he should be he should be banned from uh, doing any Milwaukee Bucks games. <laughs> doing his uh, doing his Tim Donahue impression. That's I think what it was. Mm-hmm. You, you shot forty six percent from the field, thirty one percent from three point land, and I will tell you this. You're not going to win many basketball games if you're the Milwaukee Bucks this year when you go a streak of going two for 18 on three attempts. Yeah, no doubt. And 62.5% from the line, Tim. Like, being able to cash in at that point, Giannis going 6 of 10, okay, you can live with that. You know that's going to happen. But when Bledsoe misses two straight, you you, you get multiple times two when, when Giannis misses both and airballs both. Like, sometimes they just looked bad from the line today. And in that second half, they were not able to match the intensity of Boston at all. No, and and I don't know. It, I, I know a lot of people. I just heard uh, uh, one of your callers saying, uh, you know, grab Chris Paul. And you know, I'm not sure that this uh, slow start, this funky start to the Buck season, is because of lack of talent. I think they're a deep team, Billy. I do, and and I think it's just self inflicted wounds a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean. I I would like to see more paint points. I would like to see them move a little bit quicker. When you're not knocking down shots and and you know the other guys in in this case Boston, uh, they were unconscious for a while. They they really were. So you're not defending the three. You're not making your own threes. They got to find an alternative to when those situations happen. The alternative last year, and I know you were a big component of Tim Allen joining us on the post game show, Pick and Save Probes post game show. Uh, he's going to be filling in for me on Friday night while I go and do some Admirals hockey, and I appreciate that all year long. Timmy's going to help us out here on the postgame show and not go into his full hibernation that you usually do during the postgame. By the way, <laughs> Just three, a partial. By the way, 3-2 in the World Series. Howie Kendrick might be your MVP. That's crazy. Um, Malcolm Brogdon was that guy, Tim, last year, and, and this one I knew we were going to get a lot going forward in, on the season. Can someone tell me who's running the Bucks' offense? Could not afford $19 million for Malcolm Brogdon? Like, at points when they were anemic from the field last year, Brogdon had an ability to slow the game down and go get a bucket. I don't know who that is on their team right now. No, and, and they're still trying to figure that out. So let's let's give it a little bit of time. I will say this also that, you know, for his MVP as Giannis is, boy, the referees don't think he's the MVP. They don't do help they? him that much. Through the first uh, few games here, handful of games here this year, it doesn't appear that that's the case. I don't know. I, you ca- obviously caught the one play. I don't know how you give a, a foul on Giannis on that play, let alone contemplate whether it was a f- flagrant foul. <laughs> I mean, they were debating whether that was a flagrant foul. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a foul on Giannis. I mean, no. I don't. I don't understand. The dude fouls out of. Uh, two of these games here thus far this year. So things just kind of feeling themselves out a little bit. But I do, uh, Billy, I don't know what you and the listeners think about the depth of this team, but I like it. I do. I agree, man. I think they're really, really deep, especially at, at guard. And with, with Sterling Brown, DiVincenzo, neither of them even seeing the floor tonight. I think they're only going to get better and only going to get more run. But Pat Connaughton's playing well enough and, and Wesley Matthews too, although one of yeah. eight today. For Wes, yeah, find a find a way in that second half. Yeah, no that second half here this year so far, you, you're up 21 against the Heat and lose. You're up 19 in this game. You're up 16 at half in this game, and it was like just a a, a run of what in the second half. Uh, the Celtics put up is this right? 74 points. Yeah, and they were 30. They outscored the Bucks in in just under 12 minutes of time. Tim, 37 to 11. Yeah, well. They've got time, and now's the time to have a few bumps in the road. But again, the the positive signs are that they're. It's not because of lack of talent. I don't believe that, mm-hmm. and and I just no, I think it's you. it's more or less just a feeling their way through this thing, seeing how things are going to shake out. You you mentioned it, mentioned him. Don't get me going on uh, Malcolm Brogdon because he was my favorite by far on this team, and you know maybe they're maybe they're seeing some of the. Uh, some of the negatives of, of letting that dude go. They're missing him in, in certain stretches of the night, no doubt about it. Timmy, thanks for uh, the filling in that you're going to do on the postgame show already uh, in forward time. I'm going to give that to you right away. Get out in front of it, just like all of us do with some of our issues here at the fan. I appreciate it, and go Bucks. We'll hear you on Friday no night on this postgame. Yeah, no problem. See everybody Friday.
That's Tim Allen, the franchise. Everybody loves him. That is Tim Allen. Appreciate the time. And he does make me feel better. I needed somebody to make me feel better after. He was right. 38 points in the third, 36 points in the fourth. That is 74 points dropped on your bucks tonight in the second half by the Boston Celtics. Against a team that was top five in defense last year. 74 points. Just let that marinate for a little bit. 37 to 11 run at one point. The Bucs were two of 18 from downtown at one point in that second half. They finished, I think, with five in, in that second half. Five for 23 or something. 14 for 45 on the night. Just over 31%. 62 and a half from free free throws. That's not going to get it done on most nights. 414-799-1250. John's in Tosa. He's next on the Pick and Save Pro postgame show. Thanks for holding, John. Hey, Kemba Walker, we, we just never have an answer for him. But um, at the end of the game, I'm I'm seeing Middleton shaking hands and giving love to Marcus Smart. I I can't – that's horrible. I can't believe that he's doing that. Here you got a guy that had a good game. He always has a great game when we lose. I'd love to see <laughs> Middleton have a good game when we actually win. And that's that's my comment. You know, I, I can't I can't stand watching him shaking hands with Marcus Smart at the end of the game. Smart is the biggest flopper, the biggest dirty player you could ever find. He uh, thanks for the call, John. Um, he he does he sells very well. We also saw uh, Goran Dragic sell very well the other night when the Heat were in town. I told you to start out the show. I don't think these two teams like each other much at all. Chris Middleton going over shaking hands. Chris Middleton's a good dude. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what his belief is. But for the 48 minutes these guys are going on, on the floor, Chris Middleton's got no friends on that Boston Celtics team, it doesn't seem like. And Giannis has zero friends in the entire city of Boston. They were letting him have it at the line. Also helps when you airball too, but that Boston TD Garden uh, crowd was letting 34 have it tonight. Bucks lose. They were up by 19. They lose it by 11. Let's go to Matt in Brookfield. He's up on the Pick and Save Probes post game show. Hey, Matt. Hey, Billy. Hey, I just want to say congrats on getting this gig, man. It's so stoked to hear your voice uh, the other night. Thanks, dude. I really uh, appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, here Tim Allen's going to be doing the show too. That's that's just awesome. Actually, he stole some of my thunder uh, with uh, with his points. Uh, although I disagree on the Malcolm Brogdon thing. I mean, I mean we lost plenty of games uh, being up by about twenty uh, with him in the game too. I mean, no league is really safe uh, in the NBA, and and usually the better team is going to win. Um, so I think that uh, we just I don't think enough people knew how good Kemba Walker was. Uh, mm-hmm. and how that was going to make this Boston team that much better. Um, and I, I do think that uh, the Bucks need somebody that can close it out. I mean, we we have these gigantic leads and then and turtle like a bit, but that's part of the growth of a team. I mean, you learn what your weakness is and you get better at it. I mean, I, I think Giannis says that well, and I think he's a good leader. So I guess I'll just hang up and listen. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to you uh, after each game, man. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for the kind words. That's Matt in Brookfield, 414-799-1250. I'm super stoked to be here, guys. I, I really am. Like, even nights like this, you'll know, and if you don't listen to us much on the baseball postgame show, tend to lean more on the optimistic side. But hear me out. The reason why I tend to err on the optimistic side with the Milwaukee Bucks and with the Milwaukee Brewers Watch this team with you guys for long enough. These organizations, my entire life, never have I felt stronger and more optimistic about the guys leading these organizations. David Stearns, Craig Council, Matt Arnold, that whole Brewers staff, I have the utmost confidence that those guys are some of the best in the business doing it. Coach Bud? I think he's a very, very strong head coach in the NBA. I think there's a reason why he's a two-time coach of the year. 
I understand what happened in Atlanta. I think some of that was he took on a little bit too much than than he knew he could chew, being the head coach and the GM, and let that get the best of him. I think he's learned from that, and I think he's in a better position because of it. And I think John Horst knows what he's doing. I, I get that it was a weird hire, but I think he really does. I think he knows what he's doing. He wants to get vets in here. He knows that that is the quickest way to being a competitive team come playoff time. And that's what it's all about, right? It's all about the playoffs. It's not about nights like this. Although these are good tune-ups for it. But you lose, you blow a a 21-point lead the other night, 17 at half, 19-point lead tonight, 16 at half, and lose by 11? These are games that you won last year. These were the games that the light fit switch flipped and stayed on. Didn't waver much. We're starting to see some holes and some inability to close out consistently the last couple of nights. And the tale of two halves team, the Jekyll and Hyde effect that they've had, they still really haven't played a full four quarters of basketball. That's what I want to talk to Matt Velasquez about. I think he's going to join us in about 10 minutes from right now down in the locker room in Boston. Matt Velasquez talking to the players and Coach Bud right now. We're going to hear from Coach Bud as well. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. The are you kidding me moment of the game is closing games out. Are you kidding me? Go two of 18 from three? Two of 18? Let me say that one more time. Two of 18? A 37 to 11 run against you. That's what the Bucs dealt with tonight. And they weren't able to overcome it. 116 105. The road crowd was in it from third quarter on. And the Bucs never had somebody to be able to curb that momentum. Who could that be? In your reaction to the game right now at 414-799-1250. Got a couple of tweets I also want to get into before we hear from Matt Velasquez. He's going to come up in about 15 minutes from right now. Going to hear from Coach Bud after the game as well. X-Factor of the night, Brian Stratton College Athletics, Bobcat Athletics. Go to bscbobcats.com. They offer scholarships in over 15 junior college sports. The X-Factor of the night, he was on the Boston Celtics. He was Marcus Smart. He had 19 points. He was 5 of 11 from downtown, 7 of 16 on the floor tonight. 19 points filling in for the sick Jalen Brown, and that's where a lot of Bucks fans felt like they had the upper hand tonight. Come on back. We'll take a look at where the Bucks defensively lost this one. Also, more of your phone calls, 414-799-1250. The Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show has been and will continue to be the voice for Bucks fans after each and every game. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. I'm psyched to be here with you on the fan after each and every Bucks game. Pick and save probes post game show. More next on the fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show on the fan. Bucks lose tonight in a game where they led by 19. 16 at the break. They lose it by 11. 116, 105. The final score. Defensive play of the game. Well, it's tough to say. There there weren't too many great ones. A couple of nice little blocks. Giannis had two. Two from Brooke Lopez. And that was it. Otherwise, the Bucs didn't play a whole lot of defense in the second half. They got outscored. Um... Well, by 20 in the third quarter, and it was a 74-point second half for the Boston Celtics out at TD Garden in Boston. Tough night, rough night, one of those where you want to sweep it under the rug, but I don't think you can if you're going to be a team that wants to play the Boston Celtics again in the Eastern Conference Finals. These are games that you need to hold on to a little bit and understand 
This is kind of how it's going to be against this squad. They're not going to go in and let any play anybody lightly. Boston doesn't like anybody enough to do that. That's, that's a, a rough bunch, a little bit of a mean bunch. And you saw the physicality that this game was played with. The intensity tweeted out like midway through the third quarter. At 105.7 FM, the fan is where you can tweet at us during the show, 414-799-1250. And the intensity that Boston was playing with, you could tell the Bucs just weren't going to be able to match it. And I don't know if sometimes you have to match the physicality because this isn't football, but when you're getting out-hustled and outmatched physically, a lot of times that rolls momentum to a point where you can't break it, if that makes sense. 414-799-1250, let's go back to the phone calls in Bayview. It's Dave. Dave, appreciate you hanging out with us on the postgame show. Hey, Chris Apple's a new show. I'm happy for you too, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's really getting getting me going crazy, basically, this season so far has been uh, Bledsoe or Giannis driving the basketball, period, in general. Uh, if Giannis can't be somewhat consistent like he has been for most of his career, I want to say, which it's super weird. It feels like he's got, like, the yips or something. I, I don't know. He's, he's basically useless on offense. Um and that's only on offense, obviously, but I don't know. I just I have no words here, man. It's it's a joke. I feel it's just I want to cringe every time they drive, either the two of them. And like like uh, earlier when Tim was saying, and you were actually saying, yeah, the la- I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal not having Brogdon, but yeah, there who who's running the offense? We have no idea. It just it feels empty. There's just not that one guy to be able to take over at a point where you need a bucket. You can slow the offense down and be that dude to facilitate right away and, and get the bucket. Now, the one time when, and, and I appreciate the call, Dave, I, I do, and, and thanks again for the kind words. I'm, I'm just super stoked to be here, guys. I hope you guys understand how much fun we're going to have all year long, and I'm going to have personally, selfishly. Um, but Giannis in the middle of the third quarter, late in the third quarter it was, because Bud burns a timeout. I want to say it was around two minutes left in the third, where Giannis coming out of a break, like five seconds left on the shot clock, turns around. He knew he wasn't going to be able to get to the paint because they've been doubling him, trying to drive to the hoop all second half. So he turns around. He's got a chance for an easy 17, 18-foot jump shot. And he's like, one second, let me get a quick pass over here to Chris. Let him shoot. Well, dude, he's going to catch it with like a second and a half on the shot clock. you got to step into those. Marcus Johnson called it a teaching moment on on the broadcast. And I liked that way of saying it. Not a bad thing, but it's, dude, this is one that you got to go and get. This is you. Take it. There weren't many times where you looked at it right away on the surface and saw, yeah, they're going to take over at this point. Felt like it for the Celtics. And once that ball started rolling in that third quarter, there was nobody stopping it. You didn't have anybody to slow down. You're leaning on Giannis, waiting. So he can create. He had a couple of nice kickout spots. He couldn't hit anything. So I'm really trying not to overreact and get frustrated because it is the fourth game of the year. But seeing this team again, they wear green, but I have red in my eyes when I see the Boston Celtics at this point. I don't like the team. I don't like Marcus Smart. I very, very little like Jason Tatum. And I like Kemba Walker a lot, and that's why I think they're going to be a lot better team right now than they were last year. Leadership and the guy dribbling the basketball every time down I think is a better position for Brad Stevens in that group than it was last year with Kyrie Irving. 414-799-1250. Let's go to the north side. Marino's on the north side. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call, and I just want to let you know, man, you're doing an excellent job with this. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you making it. Yeah, uh... First of all, the only thing I can say is uh, it's the second time this has happened. And it seems like in the second half, I don't know if it's because of old legs or just lack of chemistry with the team. It just feels like <clears throat> the guys just lose like that energy, like they just need a shot of energy. They were really slow coming out of the coming out of the locker room in half. Yeah, you're right. And it just feels like, I don't know, maybe he has a vendetta or something. It just reminds me of George Carl a little bit. Like, I just feel like he needs to play his young players, you know, even Chenzo. 
uh, DJ Wilson and Sterling Brown, maybe them guys can give us like a shot in the arm. You know, even Bender, those guys are having an excellent preseason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel like we need that shot of energy sometimes coming in, coming out of the second half. I mean, it's, it's great the team is littered with veteran guys that know how to play and know what to do and all that. But, you know, you know, get them guys some rests for five or ten, ten minutes, you know, let the young guys get in there, you know, run up and down the court and bring that extra energy we need. Because it's the second time in four games that we just got up big on the team and the team just walked us right down and we was flat in the second half. There, there's no better way to say it. Appreciate the call, Moreno. Uh, there really is no better way to say it. They were flat in the second half. And when the intensity gets crank, gets ratcheted up to another level, it's put up or shut up. And you only got a, a certain amount of time before the snowball starts rolling and you're not able to stop it, right? The avalanche comes down. You only have a certain amount of time before you can get the heck up out of there and be safe. Bucks were unable to do that and really unable to match the intensity and the momentum that was brought by Boston tonight at multiple different points in the game. Is it frustrating? Yeah, of course it is. You want to win. You want to win these games especially. But when you see these two teams, like I do, on a collision course to meet again before this is all said and done, I think it's in the Eastern Conference Finals. Could be the semis. One of these teams could bottom out in the middle of the season, and it could be in, I don't know, second, first round, second round. I mean, like they're, they're going to meet again. I don't know when, but when it does happen, it's going to be another bloodbath, and it's going to be physical. And the Bucks going to be able to meet that intensity once again. Vincent's been waiting a long time in Anaheim, California. Vincent, you smiling today after a Bucks loss? <laughs> Not smiling, man. Just it's one of those. It reminded me of the Lakers versus the Clippers game, man, where the Clippers dropped forty points in the third quarter. Uh, you kind of want those games. You want to start off bad. You don't want to finish bad because you give that other team, you know, momentum to finish off the game. You know, because that's what you yep. look for. If you when you play in sports, I mean, if it's a time sport, it's not like baseball. You're looking at, hey, all I have to do is outscore these guys, get the lead, even if I'm leading by two points. As that time runs out, the game's over. We won. So, you know, I, I'd rather start off bad so you give yourself a chance to correct it. Uh, man, because I checked in on the game, too, man. I was like, all right, I was about to get, you know, compliment the bench. You know, coming out, everybody on the bench, off the bench, all the starters scored. But, you know, what? Uh, what's his name? Wesley Matthews, man. Where He needs to step it up a little bit with the points, man. Mm-hmm. And, One know, of eight's and, not going to get it done. Nah, and Bledsoe, man. Man, come on, Bledsoe. And Middleton, like, everybody gives him a hard time because he always does decent when they lose. But uh, if I was going to be nitpicky on Middleton, I wish he scored at least 30 points. Um, and then, hey, man, this, this topic team, I don't like them either. As a Laker fan, I don't like them. And then, man, they beat my they, they beat my Raptors, too. They give my Raptors their lie at this first loss this season, too, man. So the Celtics, they ain't no joke, you know. But I think uh, both are the Raptors or the Bucks. I think you can take them in a best-of-seven series, you know what I mean? So yeah, no doubt early, about it. It's early, man. So, hey. Keep it up, keep up the good work, man, and then I can't wait till y'all play my Raptors team. Then, then it's hands down, you know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> no doubt about it, Vincent. Appreciate the call, calling in from Anaheim, California. His Raptors will be at the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday night. After that game, tune right back in here. Pick and save probes post game show. We'll talk Bucks with you after that one, as we do each and every night. We've been doing it longer than anybody else. And also, if you missed the show, here's another nugget. The podcast for this show, it's free on the radio.com app. It's free. F-R-E-E free. Enjoy it. And we appreciate you listening. McCormick Law Office, Dan McCormick, your auto accident and work injury attorneys, sponsoring this hour on The Fan. It's 414-799-1250, live at 105.7 FM, The Fan, and 105.7 FM, thefan.com. We'll get an update from the locker room here after the break. Matt Velasquez is going to join us. A couple of tweets before that. Keith says, I have zero concerns. They're 500 at the All-Star game. Maybe I'll worry a little bit, but they'll still make the playoffs, then probably run to the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals anyway. Okay. Good confidence. Nicole. Yeah, they played played. Paid Bledsoe, who can't shoot and cannot play in the clutch. In fact, Brogdon may have been the one of the few Bucks that was clutch in the Eastern Conference Finals. Big mistake by Milwaukee. Craig says, when you have three players that score 20 points 
in a game, that's the problem. And the Bucks don't have that guy. Check that. Do they have two guys? You believe Chris Middleton can do it every night? Now, he led you in scoring tonight. He's going to be here. But do you believe in it every single night? I do when they're playing the Boston Celtics. He loves playing against the Boston Celtics. We all see that. He loves playing against the Boston Celtics. 414-799-1250. Get an update from the locker room and hear from Coach Budenholzer as well next. It's Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Psyched to be with you after each and every Bucks game right here on The Fan, AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. What did Milwaukee's MVP do today? Could he be a back-to-back MVP? It's time for the MVP Minute. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. Giannis tonight in our MVP Minute. Valley gave the Bucks probably their best opportunity to close back in it. This was in the fourth of a timeout. Bucks closed the gap a little bit, had a chance. They switched, but, but Smart pulled up. Yes, Chris, beautiful pass. Giannis deeks toward the ball, cuts back door, and then just throw it up there toward the top of the square without it finish. The Bucks needed an easy bucket. And the Bucks got the easy bucket. That's Marcus Johnson and Jim Paschke on the call. Fox Sports, Wisconsin. Bucks lose tonight, 116-105. Giannis goes for 22-14-5. But the double team at the in the second half, uh, they did not have too many answers for. Joining us now, our insider, Matt Velasquez. He's joined each and every time on the postgame show by Thomas Merrill. Law offices, divorce, child custody, and any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola Online, MarolaLaw.net, or call him at 414 327 Hundred Matt Velasquez, Journal Sentinel, beat writer for the Milwaukee Bucks out in Boston, joining us now. Matt, I appreciate the time as always, man. How do a, how does a game swing from up 19 to down 11 in seemingly the matter of like 15 minutes of game time? You know, the uh, the Celtics, they, they came out you know hot out of the uh, halftime. They started making a couple shots. You know, the Bucks uh, just generally didn't have any answers. Um, you know, their, their defense, well, Bud wanted to talk mostly about their defense. I think a lot of the problem, too, was the fact that they couldn't make a shot. I mean, mm-hmm. they were 5 of 9 from three-point range, uh, and that was really opening things up in the first half. It was, you know, giving them opportunities where, you know, the, Buc- the Celtics defenders had to think about more things. They had to be worried about more guys, and if they left guys open, you know, the shots were going down. And so then, you know, the Bucks could kind of pick things apart and cut- hit guys who were cutting and score in the paint and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then the second half, the shots stopped falling. They were, you know, I mean, they really stopped falling in the second quarter, to be honest. Um, but there's a point where they were, you know, six for 31 from three, which, you know, if you're if you're going to try and keep teams honest, if you're going to try and score in the paint, um, you're going to have to make some outside shots. And, you know, when those outside shots aren't going, they get to sink further and further into the paint, uh, making it all the harder for, for guys to try and penetrate and create something. Oh, and by the way, if you're missing all those shots, you know, those are long rebounds oftentimes. The Celtics were out. They were running. They were you know, being more aggressive. They were kind of taking the fight to the Bucks, And you know, suddenly it was just a tidal wave, and the Bucks, you know, never got over, you know, back over the surface. Yeah, the, the tidal wave of emotion and momentum was clearly on the side of the Boston Celtics, and, and the intensity was, was tough to match. And you're right, when you're doing it, going 2 of 18 through one stretch from 3, 2 of 17 in the third, from downtown you're going to live and die by that jump shot you're, you're going to die by it on on nights like that and there's just I don't know if I'm I'm being hung up on this but there's just not that one time where tonight they were able to have Giannis slow the offense down and go and force a bucket because that double team just felt so intense on him that nobody else around him making shots only clamped down and really brought the noise at TD Garden yeah, I mean, they, they were putting guys who were smaller than Giannis on him, you know, Marcus Smart uh, in particular, and they were you know, kind of daring him to try and get around those guys, get you know, through those guys, and knowing that the help was coming. You know, and, and all he can do at that point is, you know, pass it out, make the right play, yeah, and hope for his teammates to, to either make a shot or keep the ball moving and make things happen. It just didn't, didn't happen often enough. You know, he was having some trouble getting in there because they were just showing a wall. I mean, everybody knows that if you're playing the Bucks and you can show a wall and you can stop Giannis from getting to the hoop, you're going to do that. And if the rest of the guys can't make threes, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, 
you know, Brooke Lopez, one of five. Wes Matthews, one of seven. Eric Bledsoe, one of four. Like, you know, those are your, your main guys. You, you add in Cal Corver, two for five, which is you know, generally okay. George Hill, two for five, that's okay. That's 40% for each of those guys. But, you know, they, they each got plenty of wide open looks. Pat Connaughton came back to earth a little bit, two for six. Mm-hmm. Uh, from threes. They just they didn't have anybody who could get inside, make a play, you know, or, or kind of string things together consistently enough. And when they did, they were down by 11 in the fourth quarter, and Chris Middleton really got hot, but it couldn't get any stops. You know, at the other end, every every Middleton bucket was responded to by a Celtics bucket, and and all the the energy and the and the effort they were pushing out on the offensive end to try and get back into the game, they were squandering at the other end. Matt Matt Velasquez joining us from the Journal Sentinel. Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. Great follow if you follow the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, he tweets all the game long and has the best insight and understanding of what's going on in the game if you're not able to watch the entire thing. But, Matt, at, at points during the game tonight, it felt like a playoff game. And I'll tell you this, the, the the noise that you were hearing on TV, crowd mics, I don't know if that was just it. It was loud, especially in that second half, understandably so. Celtics were on a roll. But I, I fully expect both of these two teams to battle in the playoffs. I think it's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think one's going to be the one seed, the other's going to be either the two or the three, and they're going to be on a collision course to face each other in that round. But this feels like a really budding rivalry at this point. It doesn't seem like there's much love lost on either side. Bucks for the Celtics or Celtics for Milwaukee? Well, if that's your Eastern Conference Finals, I think you'd be kind of uh, you'd be on your own a little bit in the sense that yeah. the Phillies look really darn good, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and now they're they're fighting people and they're you know they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, you know, right now they they seem to be the team that should be penciled in for Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think anybody else in the East um, has necessarily matched what they've done so far. The Bucks hope to be that. That other team over there, but right now we're not seeing it. Um, but I think yes, the the Bucks and Celtics. This is the 20th time they've played. Start of the 2017-2018 season. Um, you know, guys have kind of said this kind of, you know, feels super familiar being here at TD Garden. They're here. They're here all the time. You know, 12 playoff games in the past two years, along with the regular season. You know, there's there's definitely some some angst between the two sides. Uh, they're very familiar with each other, and uh, you know, it's a nice little little rivalry but you know tonight the crowd was great you know what you were hearing on tv was real uh these these fans are always great here in boston you know no matter what the score is they're going nuts they're getting loud um you know they were doing that when the Celtics were down 19 they were doing it when they were up 11 mm-hmm. like they, they they were there they were in it and it, it creates a great atmosphere matt travel safe down to orlando travel safe coming back home for the raptors game over the weekend and we'll talk to you each of those nights. Tim Allen going to be in for me on Friday and Saturday night as I am doing some emceeing at the Milwaukee Admirals. And then we'll talk again when the Bucks take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Appreciate all the work, man. All right. Thanks, man. That's Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, courtesy of Thomas Marola Law Offices. Bucks lose tonight, 116-105. More next. Coach Budenholzer coming up on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show on The Fan. Who played a big role off the bench today? Let's check our bench mob moment of the game. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. Connaughton out to Lopez. That's Robin Lopez. He took a sip after he knocked that down. I guess the drink was wet. <laughs> what, what is that? Is he drinking tea? I, it cracks me up. Come on, Doris Burke. Catch up. It's tea. He put the packet down. Was darkening it up, giving it the flavor, finishing it up. Mark Jones and Doris Burke on the call. That was ESPN's call of the game. So I really always like getting, and that's the benchmark moment of the game. Uh, if anybody was wondering, there you go. Robin Lopez, finally, it's successful from down there. He likes shooting those threes. Finally gets back into the score sheet again with a triple that he's able to convert tonight. His second now made three uh, on the year for Robin Lopez there uh, in the middle of the Bucks' furious first quarter where they were up 34-19 to 19 after one period. They were up 16 at the break, 19 their largest lead of the night as we look at the bench mob moment of the game, and the Bucks fall tonight 116 to 105, and they are unable to stop the momentum from the Boston Celtics. That was the key, and I know that's going to be what Mike Budenholzer talks about in his post game here. It's the coach's corner brought to you by Schneider. 
For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time than anybody else. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call them at 1-800-44-PRIDE. Mike Budenholzer, Fox Sports Wisconsin, after the Bucks lose and give up 74 points in the second half to the Boston Celtics on the road. Obviously, a lot of credit to Boston. Um, you know, the second half, uh, just offensively, we couldn't stop them. Uh, we need to be so much better on that end of the court. And, uh, you know, I think we'll look at the film and see how we can get better defensively. Um, and uh, that's mostly what's the concern. I think 44 points or uh, 64 points or something like that. Uh, second half is just um, discouraging, concerning. What did you see in the way that the Celtics were defending Giannis? Did it seem more physical than what maybe you saw last year in the past? No, everybody's physical on Giannis. Um, you know, I think uh, he takes a lot of beating. Um, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, he uh, he continues to play with force, continues to play with his teammates. Um, he's played through this uh, for several years now. So, um, you know, Boston, I say in general, is a physical team. Um, kind of know that coming in. Um, he's seen it. He's uh, he's played well through it before, and he'll play th- well through it in the future. That third quarter, you go full line change. It's not something you often do. Just what did you see from that unit that you wanted to get them off the floor and get a new five in? Mm, not sure. I did if I if I did a full line change. It wasn't uh, intentional. I just um, you know we we weren't getting enough stops. Um, we weren't playing well. Um, so, you know, sometimes you got to change it up. But uh, to be honest, I didn't – all five? I thought it was. I don't think so, but you're probably right. But in that third quarter, what did you – is it sometimes when the offense goes wrong, the defense goes to obviously the Yeah. I feel like it goes hand in hand. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a game of momentum. It's a game of runs. You know, they started feeling good. They started getting stops. They started making shots. and Just everything flipped. Um you know, so um, you got to be able to sustain runs like that, sustain hits like that. Um, there were a couple big plays where, you know, they got some just easy baskets too. Um, the free throws, a couple easy ones on turnovers. Um, those really kind of, um, you know, I think those will probably hurt more than anything. Was it a matter of their, all their options kind of clicking there offensively that made it tough for the defense? Mike Budenholzer on yeah, the Pick I mean, and Save Probes postgame show. Um, you know, Kemba's a great player, but they played through Hayward for a little bit. Um, Tatum made some big shots, some tough shots. So those three guys, um, you know, they mixed and matched well, um, those three tonight. How, how different do you think Gordon's look tonight as opposed to last year? Yeah, no, he had a good game. He played well. A lot of credit to Gordon. Um, you know, hit some tough mid-range shots in the second half, got to the basket in the second half. Um, you know, he played well. All right, yeah, that's about it. I, I'm done once they start talking about the other guys' players. Is that bad of me? Is that short-sighted of me, Mayor Mitch? I'm kind of done once they start talking about it. Man, how did you think did you think Gordon Hayward looked tonight? I would have said, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I, I don't know. I He's not on my team. That's not anything that I'm that worried about. I would have said we got to worry about our pick and roll defense more than I got to worry about Gordon Hayward. And I got to worry about forward. Marcus Smart flopping as much as he does. Well, that's what I wanted to say earlier. We had a caller earlier in the show talking about how Giannis needs to be more physical and tougher. Dudes are flopping up and down the gym on him. I, All I over mean, the place. That's that was the key to last year in the playoffs against Boston was Giannis figured out Al Horford was not going to flop. And once that happened, after about, what, game one, mm-hmm. it was over. It was in the middle of game two, you're right, and he just took over. He knew that he was he was going to be able to He knew he was the best him. player in the series. Yes. And so, you know, Marcus Smart somehow is a decent defensive matchup for Giannis. It's frustrating. Because he flops. When you see a 6'5 dude do it, same thing that P.J. Tucker was doing to him the other night while we were in here watching the Houston game. Lobbing, drawing calls. Goran Dragic doing the same thing, drawing calls. It's frustrating, especially when it's the MVP. Luckily, Giannis kept his emotions at certain points tonight. I thought he was going to lose it. And he didn't fall out tonight. And he stayed in the game for as long as he was able to go, yeah. I am the Enemy, brought to you by Coaches Pub and Grill, South 13th. Stop in today for lunch or dinner. Try their fabulous Friday fish fry now open. Coaches on Lake to Noon. Yeah, Kemba Walker was good. And he closed out the Bucks with a couple of huge shots down the stretch. Just 7 of 19 on the field, 4 of 11 from downtown, 14 of 15 from the stripe. He ends with 32 points and leads all scores 
Bucks lose a tough one in Boston. They're back on the floor against Orlando on Friday night. We're here with the Big and Safe Probes postgame show. For Mayor Mitch, I'm Bill Schmidt. Talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the Wendy's Big Show. Live at 5 on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.